You want to make mom smile this Mother's Day? You can start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brands she loves delivered the very same day with DoorDash. Wow, that's a great idea. Moms are such a gift to us and we should treat them the same way with gifts, especially on Mother's Day. I didn't know DoorDash was doing that. That's exceptional. If your mom has a sweet tooth or if she's a tech enthusiast, beauty connoisseur, if she's outdoorsy, no matter what she's into, you can make her smile with a fruit or flower bouquet, makeup, tech gear, workout wear, and more, all deliverable through DoorDash. Get all your Mother's Day gifts all in one place and get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 or more on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with code THEO. That's T-H-E-O. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. All right. Good day, baby. Um, welcome back. Or welcome forward. I don't know where you are. Um, but I'm happy to be here. It's uh we got a fire episode today. Um, we got a lot of calls have come in. We haven't done a solo episode in a while. You know, so it's about time. I feel like, and um, just a lot of just beautiful information and intel to get into, and just, I mean, it's just a damn little Christmas, I feel like, in September today. We're back together. We got Dalton is going to be calling in. You remember Dalton, that beautiful little rail monkey. He got hit by that train a while back, and he got trained out, baby, and um. We're grateful. He's, he's going to call in. We're going to have him on the line and talk to a real human miracle and see what that's like to just get that close, baby. I mean, just get on the damn fingertips of the Lord. We're going to find out. Um, I'm grateful to be here with you guys, and I mean that. And uh, let's get into it. That right there, baby, if you like that little, that warmer, if you like to just set your damn ear kettles on that warmer, baby, that's Eddie, nine volt on the come up. And then that's what I got to remind myself, because there's two ways to go, baby. There's two ways to go, and I got to remind myself, I'm on the come up. And so are you. Happy September. As we migrate into the future, we are just, I mean, damn, we're just like a worm. 
just eat, just, you know, worms just eat the dirt. Did you know that? A lot of people are like, well, how does, how does the dirt get from the front of the worm to the back of the worm? The worm eats the dirt and duties the dirt through the back. And that's what we're doing, baby. We're those fucking time worms, baby. We're just, we're just cruising, baby. We're cruising, cruising through time together out here. Um, and it's happening fast, man. Isn't it happening fast? Hell, you put your you put your ear up to the you put your ear up to the future. You could hear the day, you know. You put your ear up to the wind. You could hear the damn trick or treaters getting ready. You could hear somebody pop, you know, uh, dusting off a damn Dracula mask. You could hear somebody whipping up a pot of fake blood, baby. People are getting ready. It's, 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 it's happening, man. It's autumn. You know? The tree's about to get naked, dog. That's, that's pretty crazy when you think about it. All summer and all spring, the trees are like, oh, I'm wearing this. I'm wearing this. And then, bam, boy, all them bitches out there in a the damn wood orgy. Everything's out there, man. All these birds thought they're hiding. Suddenly, you see them bitches. They're like, oh, fuck. We better fly to Florida. It's that time, baby. It's that time. You know, I really, I, I do enjoy this time of year. I enjoy when you go from that, there's that week where it's like still hot and then bam. Surprise, you wake up one morning and you feel winter just, you know, because autumn is just winter's little fucking uh, puppy. That's all it is. That's just winter taking a damn little little dog for a walk. That's all autumn is. Autumn ain't some autumn lasts a half hour in some places. You go up to Maine, you go up to damn uh Anarica, what is it? Anarica. No. What's the top of the country called to the whole globe? Antarctica. That's Antarctica, baby. Antarctica. You go to Antarctica, baby. That's fall lasts about nine minutes up in that bastard. That's a quick, you know. Damn, you can't even finish your coffee, son. And winter's there, boy. And that thing will eat your ass, bro. That thing will eat your ass with nine knuckles, baby. Um, what's happening? A lot's been going on. Uh, we haven't done a solo episode in a while. Um. We're out here in the Central East. Uh, we have uh, we've had a, an exciting run of guests recently. We just had um, uh, Tony Kanan on, and he is a Indy car driver, and he's from Brazil. And uh, got to go riding out with Mario Andretti. He took me for a, a scoot out in in, a, in one of his damn little bust buggies, baby. We were out there. We hit about, I think, 200-something miles an hour. I mean, I could fucking, I could taste the, the enamel in the back of my throat that, from my own teeth, bro. That shit really, that shit will clear your sinuses, bro, high speed. Um, What else? We got to, we went down to Joe Rogan came on the podcast. If you didn't hear that episode, that was pretty cool. That was really pretty cool, man. He uh, he had texted me and, and, and invited me to go on his show. 
And I was like, yeah, thanks. I'd love to come. And then I was like, well, I know I got a space on mine that week. I said, and I was kind of nervous to text, but I was like, uh, maybe you, you should, we'd love to have you on ours. And, um, and so that was exciting. I uh, got to go and do that. Bobby Lee came on that beautiful little Unagi bro. That little, uh, that little Vietnam survivor, you know? And sometimes, boy, I fucking just, that little Ponzu, little Muppet. Sometimes I just want, man, I'll take that dude. I'll drop him off at every damn VFW in America and let some old boys in there finish up on him. You know what I'm talking about. Iwo Jima, daddy. Praise God, brother. Um, What else has been happening with me? Uh, oh, we got to shoot, shoot a film. We shot a <clears throat> a movie or a film, film movie, film movie. Uh, we shot, we shot that. That was interesting. You know, at first I didn't really want to do it. Um, because it, it's a lot of time. It's just a lot of time. And I don't like giving up my time, honestly. It's a pretty selfish way to be. It's nice that sometimes you have to do it. But I don't like, uh, sometimes I, I just want to keep, I kind of, you know, I want to keep my time to myself. You know, I'll, I keep my time all in like a little, you know, I'm that little second Santa. I got all my seconds in a bag on my back, baby. And I might, you know, you know, take that satchel off and get a minute out to somebody. Give seven, eight minutes to a little dime, a little dame, a little beauty over there. Maybe give, you know, four or five minutes to your boy over there. But otherwise, I like to keep my time to myself, man. So for me, that was a new experience, just saying, okay, I, I don't know what this is going to be like. I'm going to commit to doing it. Uh, and so, and I was glad that I did, man. We, we, we just had a nice time. Um... I got to do like this kind of like, not fighting scene, but it was like this kind of like like wrestling kind of scene with Johnny Knoxville, and uh, and that was you know, I thought it would be all. I'm, I'm thinking like, all right, how do I look like angry? But I'm I'm fighting, or I'm you know, you know, do I make like a face? And I'm just thinking of all this like, what will I do? You know, will I you know? Do I have to be real angry? Do I need to, you know, call somebody and, you know, call them a bitch or something first? Or will I just feel angry? Like, how will I make it all work? And we got there and it just, everything rolled out pretty cool. You know, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't overanalyze it too much. Just did it. And Bobby Lee was there. So that made it a lot of fun just getting to be around him every day. Cause he's um newly single, you know. We saw he, him and his lady. You know they went their separate ways, and so he's you know. Ch I mean he's most of the day he's on the just hunting leg on the uh, phone and internet. I mean, damn that dude. He had people. He he had put some calling out on his social media on his podcast for. You know, I guess women ascending pictures of tits and, you know, 
cooter or whatever, booty, booty, cooter, all of it. I don't even know. Um, and damn men were sending him stuff. And so he didn't know until each time he clicked on the picture and sometimes it's a damn, you know, that, that, you know, it'd just be one long tit, you know, with some nuts on it. I'd be like, damn, bro. That's a damn G cup. That thing, that thing's a, that's a unique looking tit. Cause he was getting sent everything. Um, but that was a nice experience. I'm glad that I did it. Um, and what else, man? We went, oh, I went and visited my brother out there in Utah. And it was in southern Utah, right by Mount Zion Park. And it is, I mean, it's, it is beautiful, man. It's like Mother Nature's, um, you know, uh, whatever it's called, strip club. I mean, she got her finest, everything, it just... Every mount, every mountain hill, every little thing—it just damn, it's fine as hell, bro. You know, you just want to suck your own nuts, bro. It's just, it's just that kind of place, Mount Zion. If you get a chance to go there, um, and my brother had, had moved out there. He lives in Springville or Springdale, right outside of the park, or Rockville, and he'd um. We had some fresh raccoon. He shot a couple uh, coons out there. And so we had uh, some fresh raccoon, squirrel, dove. And I'd eaten dove before. Um, you know, when I was young, I had a couple brothers that lived by the apartments. And they grilled up a couple doves one time for Mother's Day. And I had some of that with them. What else? Uh... What else did we do? Yeah, that's just kind of what's been going on. Uh, just thank you guys for staying supportive of the cast and keeping um and keeping things going. Um, I still got my sober days going right now. I have. Let me see. Feeling pretty good. Look on my little app. I have uh, 156 days, so that's been nice uh, to just you know feel a part of something. Um, yeah, and it's been interesting, man, and going to those meetings and stuff, you know, uh, and just hearing other people talk honestly. You know, sometimes when other people speak real, real honestly about themselves, about what's going on with them, it allows me to think honestly about what's going on with me. It's like sometimes I can't really, it's hard for me to get a clear perception of myself um, or to think really like real clearly unless there's, but sometimes in the recovery meeting, if somebody's sharing real honestly about what's going on with them, then I can, I don't know, my brain just feels or my emotions just feel safe to like, give me like a real insight into what's going on with me. So a lot of times it's real nice to go to those meetings and just listen, you know, and just hear. And it's funny because sometimes people will put into words what I could, ne- I can never, th- it's like I'll have little pieces of, of what I'm trying to feel, but I can't get the mosaic right, you know. I can't get the, I can't get it to really jangle up. And then somebody else will, 
they'll say it and they'll have just, I mean, they put all my pieces together. It's like, oh man, thank you so much. I've just had these pieces, you know. Um, so that's one thing that I really love about the meetings. Um, what else? I want you guys to hit the hotline and just, I want to know who's listening to this show. Um, just tell me what you do. It doesn't have to be really long, you know. Um, this is Ricky and I work at a, uh, you know, I work at a build a bear, you know, I'm a associate or, you know, I'm a, a fur handler, whatever it is, do it, you know, and just hit the hotline, leave that. We just, I'd love to know who's, um, who's listening. Um, I feel nervous. I haven't done this kind of like a solo episode in a while. So I don't know why I feel nervous about it, but, uh, that's okay. It also could be excitement. Sometimes nerve, excitement, like hot, like it's, we think it's nerves, but it's just like, it's just excitement. You know, I think we get, we immediately sometimes, or I immediately sometimes will say I'm, it's anxiety, but fuck, I might just be a little psyched up about it. You know, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've gotten to sit here and, uh, and be in this seat and, and, um, and be a part of this program. So. I'm grateful for that. All right, let's get into a little bit of news here. We got some news that has come in. Um, I thought this was pretty fascinating. Florida governor defends migrant flights to Martha's Vineyard, suggests more to come. So here's what happened is uh, DeSantis, who is a governor in Florida, and I always think it's interesting how, like, if somebody, there's a problem somewhere, people don't know about it elsewhere, but they'll have an idea about it. They'll be like, oh, well, this is what they should do. This is what they should do. But you, until it's right there with you, then it, then suddenly it's, you get a real concept of what the issues are. So that's why I think this is pretty fascinating. I mean, it's definitely a little bit, a little bit gangster to be using humans and shifting them around. Um, but it's interesting now that it's suddenly a Martha's Vineyard. You just imagine just, you know, 50 low key, just loked out fucking, uh, uh, visitors just hanging out. That's the part to me that see, cause I love anything that bothers fucking rich people. I love that shit. If you could bother the rich, man, if you could fucking tickle the rich with dirty fingernails, bitch, I love that shit. So I think anytime you can drop off a couple of essays um, up in Martha's Vineyard, baby, let's do it. That's what I'm saying. You know, you got MS-13. Suddenly you got MV-13, baby. You got Martha's Vineyard 13, baby. You know, that's when shit's going to get weird. So, yeah, I just, because then people get to see what what issues are like. Um, we had a Border Patrol agent on here at one point, I remember. And he was in charge of the Arizona border uh, for a long time. I can't remember how long, maybe 17 years. And he was saying one of the biggest problems on the border was that people were coming over, good people and bad people were coming over, and they weren't prosecuted. Like, even if they arrested the people, like, two weeks later, they were coming right back because there was no, like, legislation happening where they were actually, like, the executive branch wasn't prosecuting them. And you don't, until you talk to somebody who's from there, you don't really have a good idea of what's going on. 
Um, so that's why I like this. I wish there was like buses of different problems from different areas that were just kind of cruising around the country and they drop somebody else's problem off in your area for a while and then they take your problems and drop them off over there. Then they take, um, you know, like in Maine, maybe they got beached whales or something issue and then they drop them bitches off in Idaho and they're like, damn, bro, you know? And, and I just think it would be interesting if different buses were just just like, oh, shit, here come this fucking trouble bus. And you see whose problem it is today. You know, like, damn. They got, uh, you know, um, like women aren't shaving under their arms in Oregon or whatever. Or in like, you know, somewhere. And then them bitches get out. You're like, dang, bro. I didn't know it was like that. So I think it would be interesting if there was a whole system of this going on. So that's something that I think I would like to see in the future is just like a whole kind of uh, different issues from different areas kind of cruising around. That way everybody could get a little bit of a taste and see. Because then when you vote on a national level and you have an idea of your whole country, you get like a real idea of what real of what people's issues are. You know, and for me, a lot of that stems, people talk about racism all the time. And, um, and they're like, what, you know, I'll hear people like in California talk about like the South, uh, but they, they, they're not, they didn't, they didn't grow up in the South. They don't understand some of the intricacies and like the boots on the ground, um, every day, uh, existence of living in a place that's had a lot of racism. Um, or black and white racism, maybe. And so I think sometimes that's crazy to me. It's like, well, but you don't know, you don't live, you don't have an understanding, you, you know, you may have like a vision of it and information, but until you get that understanding. So I like that, man. Maybe it's just some understanding buses. That's not it. It's not like a problem bus. It's like, okay, here comes some understanding buses. We're about to understand this shit, you know? And then it drops off, and it's like a surprise. You're like, oh, fuck, man. Uh, so I don't know. I think that that could be pretty interesting. Mint Mobile, if you don't know about it, you may want to learn. It's a good way to save money offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. And now for the plot twist. Nope, there isn't one. Mint Mobile just has premium wireless for 15 bucks a month. No trapping you into a two-year contract or opening the bill to find all these crazy fees. None of that. If you hate your phone bill, Mint Mobile gives you the best rate, whether you're buying for one or a family. And at Mint, families start at two lines. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Get premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month and no unexpected plot twists at mintmobile.com slash T-H-E-O. That's mintmobile.com slash Theo. Seriously, you'll make your wallet very happy at mintmobile.com slash Theo. You know, the best time to prepare for growth is before the opportunity arises. That's what ShipStation is here to help with. You know, I set up with ShipStation uh, before things got too busy so that orders could get out correctly and merchandise could get to people. 
No more limiting your business to just one store. ShipStation integrates with every platform, including Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, etc., making it easy to manage all your shipping from one simple dashboard. Save time with consolidated order management and automated shipping updates for your customers. They do it all, ShipStation. You can compare carriers, rates, and delivery times to get the most out of every send. Yep, 98, 98% of companies that use ShipStation for one year become customers for life. It's worth trying. Go to ShipStation.com today and sign up with the promo code THEO for a free 60-day trial. Start today and get set up before the biggest shipping season of the year. That's two months free. Visit ShipStation.com, click the microphone at the top, and type in code THEO. ShipStation. Make ship happen. A little more news here. Um, the uh, female orgasm. That gasm, baby. That uh, that Betty bust. You know what I'm talking about. Um, it says female emission at orgasm. You know, these are talking about women, This uh, those gunners, baby. You know, the ejaculators. Some women, they'll damn... You know what I'm saying? They could really, uh, they really, you know, they got that, that freaking, uh, they got that, that cooter gleek. You know what I'm talking about? These women are squirters, they call them gunners. I don't like using that kind of language, but they're real gunners, baby. You know what I'm saying? They'll damn, uh, they got that bidet just built into their, you know, badussy. You know what I'm talking about? They just, um, you know, they'll damn... They could wash off the back of a moth at probably fucking eight feet. But the female emission at orgasm uh, is confirmed in a new study that uh, the fluid that is released is from the bladder. There's long been a lot of chatter over the years um, that it was, you know, female, you know, they had like a special, you know, you know, semen pocket in them or something. I don't know. But, uh... Or that it was tears, like a lot of women, you know, have a lot of tears built up in them, and then they just gun out all these tears at you. But a lot of us knew that it was urine. I mean, it was urine. And so there's a new study that was done, if you haven't heard about this, and this is uh, the International Journal of Urology. Um, it says five women, two in their 30s, two in their 40s, and one in their 50s. Dang, baby. Dang, grandma got that super soca. They participated in this study. All women were able to uh, squirt. They was these gunners. And three of them gunned out uh, with sexual stimulation and two of them with penetrative sexual stimulation. So one of them was just kind of reading the braille or two of them were just reading the braille and the other one was, and the other... Three were using the pencil. Um, and what they did was they injected the women with a blue dye into their bladders so they, they could tell what, what was what. Oh, they drained them first, it says. Um, a catheter was inserted before sexual stimulation and the bladder was emptied. So they drained these babes. And then a mixture of indigo and saline was injected into the bladder. Um... Sexual stimulation was provided. 
and it was videotaped and verified some perv out there running this deal. And uh, the secretions were collected in sterile cups, and it was found the main component of uh, squirt fluid is urine, urine. So there you go. We knew it was uh, piss. I say piss or pee-pee, but I say piss also mostly. Uh, we knew it was piss, and it is. If you didn't think it was piss, I think you're a real crazy. You, you knew it was piss. It was pee. So anyway, um, yeah, that's what women have been doing. They've been pissing. Uh, secret, that's really a secret. It's a top, you know, it's a real, it's that backup bladder though. Damn, when you got that, that thing will really, somebody can water a plant, you know, or just dampen a, you know, dampen a damn, uh, I knew this one gal, she could dampen probably an eighth of a loaf of Pepperidge Farm, bro. This bitch really had that, she had that baby hose backed up in her. All right. So that's a little bit of news. Um, what else? I want to let you know that um, October 4th through 7th, coming over there to Lexington, Kentucky. Over there, they got beautiful broads and horses and women. Um, October 11th, Wichita, Kansas. Uh, I believe that's sold out. They're almost gone for the second show there. October 13th and 14th, Omaha and Denver. Those are sold out. We will add some more dates for those, but it won't be until the spring. November 3rd through 6th in San Diego at the Balboa Theater. Um, I think the fifth show is up now. We sold out four shows. Thank you guys so much. Uh, it's just, man, I'm really excited, and it's going to be it's going to be great. I'm excited to be back up there and, and get out and see you guys. All those available, theovon.com slash T-O-U-R. A new story came out about the 25 most dangerous jobs based on data from the Bureau Bureau of Labor Statistics. Um, so I peeped these up, and the number five one was garbage collectors. You don't think about it as being that dangerous, but, you know, that truck likes to chomp. That truck will eat anything. That thing will eat a damn baby stroller. That bitch will eat an ex-wife if you, you know, if you, you know, did something wrong to her, you know. Uh, so, you know, that thing doesn't really have much of a conscience on it. And it, it also, people throw a lot of, you know, semi-bad food out in the garbage. So I'm sure you're cruising on the back of that thing. Somebody threw a batch of bad shrimp in there. And at first, if you're like me, if you're in a car, you see some food or something, you're like, I'm not going to have any. But for some reason... Three minutes later, I'm eating it. Doesn't matter what. It's like that Gardetto's or whatever. That shit. I hate it. You put a bag by me. I look at it. I say, oh, I hate that. Three minutes later, I'm eating it. I'm eating these little midget toasts made for damn elves or whatever. I'm eating it. I'm making a little fucking sandwich and putting a little peanut between. I'm eating it. So I can imagine it's the same thing. When you're out back there, you you know, you're hiding on the back of that G truck. They always got two freaking... Uh, Little recycle bunnies hanging off the back of that bitch. And, and you forget somebody, you know, talk, you know, somebody threw in some bad shrimp you out there. A mile later, you fucking have two of them. Next thing you know, you you six feet under the sea, baby. That's it. Bad shrimp take anybody out, a king or a pauper. So I could really see how that is uh the number five job. 
that is um, unhealthy for people. The number four most toughest, uh, most dangerous job, roofers. It says right here, roofers. Um, you know, them little lid monkeys, baby. If you if that's if you want to put a top on something, they're trying to they trying to shut everything down and close everything in if you're a roofer. Uh, I remember we used to invite this one kid over to play uh to, to play at the house. And me and my buddy, we would call him and invite him. He live across the street. But then we'd get up on the roof with a couple pellet guns and um uh, just spice him up, spice his skin up when he walked over. And he he already had this little fella had some uh he wasn't little, but he was he had some bone density deal going on. And uh so part of him was little and part of him was big. You know, he was just kind of that little um that little wobble rabbit, you know, that little shake it like a salt shit. You know, he just had that built into him. And uh and we're still all friends and shit. It was just childhood shit. But if we didn't have a roof, that kind of shit don't happen. So I'm not shocked that roofing gets real, real dangerous overall. Number three, we have uh, derrick operators in oil and gas mining. And that doesn't surprise me that's dangerous because, I mean, natural gas, that's basically mother, that's mother nature has got a it's just a fart that's hiding inside of Mother Nature. That's all it is, man. Natural gas, that's all that is, man. So you're telling me, say you're laying somewhere, right? And some dude rolls up with a needle and sticks it in your body and tries to suck a damn butt puff right out of you, bro? Dude, I beat the elbows off that dude. He won't be able to hug anybody. He won't be able to hug correctly for damn 18 months. So that's all Mother Nature. Look, that's danger. If you're trying to just, you know, suck a big dirt puff right out of Mother Nature's abdomen, then you get you get sideswiped by her or whatever. I'm not surprised she's beating people's asses and 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 really causing hell and causing fatal accidents. Says fatal accidents. So that don't shock me, man. Any creep trying to suck something out of Mother Nature's gut is a real freak. I think they a real booty freak nature style. This is uh can't tell if this is getting born to me or not, but number two, uh, aircraft pilots, and it says private helicopter and aircraft pilots, and I think the, the, the issue with them, why it could be dangerous, because there's not as much, with commercial pilots, there's more checks and balances. There's other pilots that they are all going to the airport with, and but private, you just call your guy, hey, I'm ready to go, you know, we're leaving in eight hours, we're leaving in three hours, we're leaving, you know. And he could be doing anything. He could be hopped up on a couple blue chews, half an eight ball, whatever. So now next thing you know, he's up there. He's navigating, you know, the rich. Then that's the rich, man. If you get rich, it gets risky. You know, there's a cost to be the boss. And, and so that's what I think they get. They get these pilots that they're ready to go, but they could have been up to no good right before. So you get some dude up there, he's still all, you know, geeked up on some of that fucking, uh, on some of that nose broth, baby. You know what I'm saying? Liquid cocaine. And he's, he's on damn hinge up there. He's swiping on matches. And the next thing you know, he swipes your fucking Learjet in the side of a mountain. So I think that that's the issue with that. I would imagine and the last one here is logging workers. 
logging workers, I mean, you just get a real, a lot of, a lot of people that are trying to stay off the grid. A lot of people. Um, and it's not really the tree you got to worry about that much. Because a tree only has two moves. It has, it has the fall. And then the real most dangerous move of a tree, the roll. People don't think about that bitch. People yell timber and it falls. Then it fucking rolls over nine people. Because they don't have a, nobody thought of another thing for after timber. That's really just ignorance. So you get that timber, but you don't get that double up on the roll. People getting damn rolled out. You know, all of a sudden, you know, fucking stepdad's flat and y'all poor. So it's just, you know, they don't have a good plan for that, I think, with logging. And the secondary issue is this, man, a lot of cre- a lot of just crawdad humans out there. I work with this dude, Ronnie, bro, and they call him Big Hat Ronnie, and he was a brother, and he had mental retardation. And me and him got hired, and um, I was supposed to be the boss, but he didn't understand what that meant, so, you know, and he was bigger than me anyway, and so we were both fucked. We're about, you know, we're out there doing work for my buddy Richard, who actually died, but... <clears throat> We're out there, and he, this dude, bro, once they lit that saw up, they gave him that bitch, he fucking cut everything, bro. This dude cut fucking bird feeders in half, cutting fucking fences open. Didn't give a shit. He cut open a damn chain-link fence, bro. This dude, man, we, he, he probably hit four trees in about maybe half an afternoon. This dude would cut a new fucking bathroom into your fucking kitchen. This dude didn't give a shit, bro. So, and he loved the uh, Lakers. He loved the Lakers. I remember that. And I hope he's doing well, too. And he'd walk to work. That dude would leave for work at 4.30 and get to work at fucking 7, bro. That dude walked to work. Just greased out. Natural God's grease, baby. Sweat. And he just liked, once that fucking gas fumes hit him and that fucking little baby, that little, just that spinning... Scissor sword, bro. He fucking cut anything. He fucking cut the damn earth open, dude. He didn't give a shit, bro. So I can see how logging is dangerous because the trees and then the people you're doing it with, they're fucked. What else? We got some great calls that came in. And the hotline, as always, 985-664-9503. Um, we've had some good... Good calls that came in. Here we go. Hey, Theo. So I've been thinking. Um, I've been single about nine months now. My fiancé cheated on me with um, a dude. So I obviously broke that off. thought I was disgusted. But so he... The thing that gets me, right, he says that it was only sexual and that since it wasn't emotional, it's not gay. I don't understand. What do you think? For me, I think it's fucking gay. If he's a tranny, which I guess he said he was, and he has a penis, it's gay, right? Definitely gay. I mean, maybe if they transitioned and had the vagina, but it's not. But I don't know, just a question that's kind of eating me up. What, um, thank you for the call, first of all. Uh, and I'm sorry that you're going through this, and I appreciate you sharing it. 
I think this is a big topic in America right now and in the entire world. Um, I think what your boyfriend or your your male boyfriend or whatever, I think what he's doing is called considering gay or attempted gay because it's not really I'm going to go and be gay and do gay. It's more like I'm going to, he's kind of just, he's just wandering into the car wash a little, you know. He's just kind of looking at the different sponges and seeing how, you know, different things soak and how the suds kind of roll off of different edges and things, it seems like. Um, and so I don't know if that's gay, you know, because he might like, t- some guys like that. I hear a lot about it. You would be surprised. I hear a lot about men. They like the titties and they like to have that little wand kind of wandering around, that little door stop on it, you know? Because a lot of um, trans penises aren't fully functional. And you can correct me if I'm wrong because I don't know anything. But a lot of trans uh, people's penises, they're not fully functional penises. They are kind of part-time wieners or they are some of them are not functional it's just like mistletoe for the for that bee hole baby for that butthole so it's just a little bait and then you you know you hit them with that bee hole baby um so uh, maybe he could just be super curious you he may want you to do some new stuff he may want you to put on a fake wiener or fake um dick and do something with him, you know, or hit him with some fake dicks or something while y'all are having sex. I don't know. I don't know what he might want. Um, You know, you could, I don't know. You could write dick on your arm and fucking hit him with it. I don't know what kind of stuff he's into. I don't know. But it doesn't seem like he's just trying to be gay. It seems like he's just kind of just... You know, I'll say it like this. When I was when I was young, they had everybody went to the water fountain. But there were some guys that would go to the water fountain and they would put their mouth on the thing and they would just take it all. They didn't want to miss nothing. They didn't want to miss a damn drop. They would suck it right out the fucking machine. You could hear the machine squeal a little sometime if a big guy got on it. So you might just have a, and and I don't know if those men grew up to be gay or if they just like to get all the, they just like to get their water different. So you might not have a gay man. You just might have a man who likes to drink a little different than you. Um, so it might just be more conversation you need to have with this gentleman. Um, because if anything, he's just sound like a real curious man. But uh, but I wish you the best of luck. It's hard out there. Uh, it's hard for everybody who's you know looking for love. It's just a it's a real lost and found too, especially as we get older. You're like, damn. You know, this sweater has blood in it. You know, you're like, what is? It's just it gets dicey. Uh, we got a call here. Um, let's take this one. Here we go. Uh, hey, Theo, this is Dylan. Um, I'm in the U.S. Army, 
And I just want to let you know I'm a normal man. And that's it. Love you, brother. Well, that's good, man. I think that's, I think it's, I think that's really good, I guess. You know, and I appreciate that call too, Dylan. Normal man. What is that? Dylan is a normal man. I don't know. I have, I know I've introduced myself to women like that, and it's, that is a scary, they don't like that. Hey, I'm a normal man. They don't like, or hey, I'm not a bad guy. You know, some of that kind of, it's not a good way to do it with the women. I've found. You know, I remember one time I followed this woman in San Francisco for like four blocks. And I finally caught up to her, this fast woman. I finally catch up to her. And I was like, hey, I'm not like a creeper or a pervert or something. And she fucking flipped out, dude. And I was trying to just you know, talk to her, but I don't know. I've never even been in that city before. And also, you know, who spilled wine on me? Uh, he used to play quarterback. Who are some former quarterbacks? Trevin, if you can look it up for the um, San Francisco 49ers. I thought his name was. Brock Purdy. Nope. Trey Lace. Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, someone does not. Follow football. No, previous. Earlier. Oh, after I see what Joe. You're saying. I see what you're saying. Who y'all got after Joe in there? Steve Young. Nope. Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia. There we go. Jeff Garcia spilled wine on a damn new brand new Banana Republic. Lime green button up I had. That bitch was fire and I was so excited to wear it and and he spilled wine on it. Pretty nice wine, I thought. Uh, Malbat. Okay. Thank you, Dylan. Take care of yourself, buddies. Take care of yourself. Um, Here we got a uh, call right here. Hey, Theo, man. I've got this. I've got this topic, this story. I just need to get off my chest. And it's, it's shit in your pants in front of a female. And uh, it's happened to me a couple times, but one one time I really remember we had some Panda Express the night before, and I'm I'm just getting to know her, you know, a couple of dates, and uh, everything was good, you know, in in the night, and I uh, wake up in the morning for work, I'm like, man, I gotta I gotta relieve this pressure in my bowels, but mm-hmm. I'm late for work, I don't know this girl that well, I don't. Mm-hmm do that to her bathroom so i leave okay. and i get about halfway to my car and i'm like yeah this was a mistake i'm um, i don't know what to do now i'm looking around for a shrub or whatever but we're in a, a shrub what are you in zelda or something onward apartment complex so there's there's not much cover to get around so i'm thinking man i just gotta i gotta do it right here by my door so i'm looking around while i'm, I'm looking around about to do it she comes walking out on the on the like on the deck or whatever, you know, waving my phone at me. Hey, you left your phone, dummy. Mm. So I'm like, fuck. I start walking over there and I get about halfway through. I'm like, shit. Throw it down. I, 
throw throw the phone down to me. Yeah, I don't, good I don't idea. Walk up stairs, throw it down. No, just come up here, silly. I'm oh. like, no, fucking throw the phone down. Now. There's nothing worse than when someone calls you silly when you have to shit. There's not. It does. It's like, do you? There is nothing silly about me, lady. I am going through. I am reenacting that movie 300 right now in my pants. And you know, you're fucking calling me, oh, hey, silly, you don't want your food. I will fucking shit one of your windows open, okay? Onward. As I'm, you know, yelling at her, I'm not going up these steps. I'm just seeping, seepage. Mm. Coming out, she comes down, finally gives me a hug, gives me my phone. Bro, is there, bro, if you let somebody hug you, while you have shit yourself, dude, you, you, sir, are messed up, man. You're a messed up dude, bro. And I don't say that kind of stuff to people a lot, but that's insane, man. Letting somebody hug you while you've shit on yourself. Let that, write that down and then read it a couple times. Jesus. When I turn around and I'm sure she saw those skid marks. Yep. <sighs> I look. I think it's your issue, bub. That's what I think. I think you gotta. I don't know what you gotta do, man. I got no suggestion for you, bro. Dear God. Oh. Oh, I can't. Now it just makes me scared to hug anybody. And you're doing that to people, dude. But be well. You know, one thing that gets me sometimes is nightmares. I'll be laying there, I'll be shut down, and bam! The devil sends some thoughts. The devil sends a story. I don't want that. It's the same thing with my uh, credit cards. If I have a high balance, that thing's just milling around. It's just spooking me all the time. If high interest rates are making it hard to make a dent in your credit card debt, it may be time to rethink your options. Keep more money in your pocket while paying your credit cards off faster with a low fixed rate loan from Lightstream. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience, and that's exactly what they deliver. You can get loans from 5000 to 100000 and there are absolutely no fees. Plus, the rate is fixed, so it will never go up over the life of the loan. Just for our listeners, apply now, get a special interest rate discount, and save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash T-H-E-O. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash Theo. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 5.73% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply. And offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash Theo for more information. You know, you only have so much skin on your body. It's one of those things you get a limited amount of acreage. So you gotta you gotta care for it. You gotta do that yard care. You wanna keep it looking healthy? Keep the soil looking fresh. Geology can help. I use a nice moisturizer at night. 
Make it, you get a little, a little deal of it, and I squirt it, and I do it. It makes me feel some type of way. But in the morning, I wake up, dang. I see myself smile. I say, hey, boy, hey. Geology award-winning skin, hair, and body products. Yep, it's a 13-time award-winning personalized skincare company recognized in Men's Health, Esquire, and Ask Men Grooming Awards. They've won them. 5,000-plus five-star reviews. Geology skincare helps you fight acne, reduce oilness, prevent wrinkles, combat dark or puffy under eyes, and have smoother, hydrated skin. Baby, you want to keep that hydrated. It's important. All geology products are made with scientifically proven ingredients trusted by dermatologists and cosmetic chemists. They offer the everyday face wash, the vital morning face cream. For the a.m. and the p.m., you can do the everyday face wash, that nourishing eye cream. Dang! Get your lookers just flossed up. And that repairing night cream. Dang. Wake up looking like dang Oksana Bayul, baby, or somebody. Beautiful. Use code Theo for 70% off. Geology. Just go to uh, G-E-O-L-O-G dot I-E forward slash T-H-E-O. That's G-E-O-L-O-G dot I-E forward slash Theo, we will put uh, the link in the information. All right. Um, I am, uh, I'm grateful really uh, right now. Um, you know, I want to talk to people that have been through something. I want to feel something on this show. I want to talk to men and women that have had a, that have had a walk that a lot of others don't have, that have been through a journey. I want to talk to some miracles. You know, God's little Easter bunnies. And um, if you know someone who people would consider a miracle, something they've been through, um, it could be anything, avalanche, uh, electrical storm, um, anything, drowning, reincarnation, anything. If you know somebody like that, have them hit the hotline, 985-664-9503, or you can hit it and just say, hey, this person, but make sure that they're cool with it. I'm not cold calling damn, you know, you know, I'm not going to be cold calling a bunch of amputees or nothing. Um, but yeah, we just, I want to talk to people that have just stood right there on the welcome mat of heaven or hell. And um, I want to get close to something on this show, close to something real. Um, and we're going to talk today to one. We got a man. I'll uh, I'll show a clip from the past from um, when he first called into the show, our boy Dalton, train victim. And uh, I'm looking forward uh, to talking to this man. What's going on? Uh, my name is Dalton. Uh, I've been listening to the show off and on for a while now. You mentioned something about your uncle, or I forget who, got hit by a train. I can relate because uh, when I was in high school, it was probably like 10 years ago, I was actually hit by a train uh, on the way to school. I was walking to school, and I lived 
And, uh, yeah, I don't know if you want me to, I can send you. Damn, send me what, dog? You going to send me some arms, son? I'm just joking, man. Wow. On the line there, Dalton, can you hear me? I can hear you, brother. What's up, baby? There he is. <laughs> man, you're How a you miracle. You're a miracle, brother. Hey, living a miracle. Wow, baby, that little boxcar bad boy, son, that rail baby. <laughs> All day. Hey, yes, man. Dude, I feel uplifted even just seeing you, man. Uh, thanks for joining us for a little bit today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So, you know, you've had a really unique experience that other people haven't had. You've been hit by a train and it just doesn't happen to folks. Uh, can you take us through some of that? Yeah, no problem. So when I was in, uh, it was in high school. I was in high school about 10 years ago. And uh, when I would walk to school, there was a set of train tracks that every kid would have to cross to get to school. Oh, yeah, them, my them risk sticks, baby. That's what those are, son. <laughs> Gang, baby. Dang. Okay, sorry for interrupting. You go on as high school. You're out there. You're walking to school. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, so in my mind, I've never seen a train go by on these train tracks. It, like, very seldomly does a train go by on these train tracks. And it was right after Christmas, and I got a big set of headphones for Christmas Yeah, and uh, I was walking to school and I would know when to look up. I'm like, it's like uh, cross the street, look both ways, but this set of train, I'm not, I'm saying, you know, it's mostly my fault that this happened. I'm not blaming anybody for this, but I was looking down with headphones on and the train was going very slow. And when I uh, think about it, if there was a camera on the situation, what had to have happened was the train's going like this, mm -hmm. and I'm walking like this, mm -hmm. and perfect timing. I step on the track, train runs over my foot, hits me in the head. It was only two carts long, so it wasn't a long train, but oh, really? I went underneath, that little newborn and then I hit popped you, huh? back out. Sorry, oh, damn, you went right under it, huh? Yeah. Wow. And then I popped back out, and then I woke up, and then somebody seen the whole situation. Somebody had to flag the train down. Wow. They, they didn't, didn't even, even stop. See what was going on. Now, were you, um, what, what song were you listening to? I was, <laughs> I was listening to Ozzy, Revelation Mother Earth. Dang. So <laughs> yeah. that's kind of heavy metal. Yes, heavy metal on the heavy metal. Yeah, bro, that's really wild. I mean, that's almost like your ears are asking for it. They wanted that, you know, they wanted the the heart, the, they wanted some real percussion going on. They wanted the, <laughs> that heavy percussion section. Um, were you conscious after you come out the bottom of it? I woke up after, like, just beside the tracks. I woke up, I spit up blood, I lifted up my leg, and my leg was, like, completely... Like, just limp. Like, everything was shattered in there, and it was just completely limp. Like a tongue almost, huh? Basically, yeah. Wow. A long tongue. And so, um, did it knock your shoes off or anything? See, this is the weird part. Yeah, it knocked my shoes off, and the shoes were completely fine. So, Damn. I kept wearing those. You kept wearing them? <laughs> well, like, after I got to the hospital, you know, good pair of shoes. 
I mean, I, I think I'd get, I'd feel like I'd burn everything, but I like your attitude. You're just going to go right back in there. And that's one thing that I really did admire about you, man, was some of your attitude. I remember whenever you called in, you said that you'd been hit by a train and some of the positive effects that had come out of that. And that if you, if you could do it again, that you would do it again, you'd run it back. Absolutely. Um, I honestly think that if somebody could go through a near-death experience and survive, obviously, mm -hmm. very healing process. Like, it's almost like God, you know, sat me down and said, you got to take this more seriously, you know? Like, I, you know, try and live, like, you know, I hope for tomorrow, but you never know. Yeah, it's like God saying, I choo choo choose you, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, now, what are some things that kind of happened to you? Like, uh, what are some of the like um, uplifting thoughts and attitudes? What what positives kind of happened inside of you after that? Like, what adjusted, if anything, did? Well, I kind of felt like before that, like I was in high school and I was a kid. Before that, I was kind of like on autopilot, and you know, I would just you know, I didn't know who I was and. I was just kind of on autopilot in life. And after that experience, you know, it really showed me that, you know, I had to come into my own character and showed me that life is important, you know, like um, made me, it's a part of who I am and it made me who I am. I wouldn't change it at all. I don't know where mm -hmm. I'd be if that wouldn't happen, if that didn't happen. Wow. That's really, it's just such a fascinating take on it, man. Cause I think, to be honest, there's a lot of folks out there that that are that would like to, I think, get hit by a train, but aren't willing to put in the time. You know, aren't willing to really, you know, put their nuts on the, you know, in the basket or whatever. You know, the ten thousand hours. Yeah, yeah, they're not willing. Yeah, they're not willing to really show up and do the work. Um, yep. Did it help you in any sense with the ladies or anything? Like that was there any kind of? Did it have an effect on people? Other people, uh, you know, it is kind of a weird situation. It has been a weird situation. I am that guy that got hit by a train. Hell yeah. I walk into the bar. Oh, you're that guy that got hit by a train. I'm like, yeah, you know, it happens. But uh, <laughs> uh, on the ladies side, you know, like people are interested or like it's interesting. But, you know, like, I don't know. It hasn't, uh, I haven't gotten any more or any less ladies because of it. I'd like to think because of my character. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. I feel like you and I almost look the same. I feel like you and me are some somewhat versions of each other in some sense, man. Um, now did it hit your penis or anything? Did you, any of your body get mangled like that? Did your wiener get hit out or whatever? No, uh, fortunately not. Uh, it basically just my foot. You want to see it? Oh uh, Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think I do. Hell yeah! So this this freaks the kids out when I show them, but yeah, but fuck the kids, man. <laughs> Whoa, boy, damn! You got that eternal peace sign, son. <laughs> so yeah, I lost three toes, and this is a skin graft on top. Oh, wow. from my leg. Mm -hmm. Like from uh, my thigh, mm -hmm. and and the weird part is his hair grows on this now because it's from my leg. Oh, that's so I'm awesome! Like, do I shave my foot or? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, grow a little uh, soul patch on there. S S O L E. 
Dude, that's phenomenal, man. I, I I love your attitude. Um, did it did it adjust the way that you interact with people afterwards? Did it have any effect on that? I could really see that happening. Well, like I said, people, you know, I am branded with this situation. Like, you know, everybody knows it's like, and I understand how crazy it is for somebody to see somebody. It's like, oh, they got hit by a train. But uh, the way I act towards people is I'm always talking about, you know, life and God and this and that. And, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes people get uh, weirded out. But, mm -hmm. you know, this is this is the game of life, you know. Yeah, it's man. Important. It is important. Do you feel like God was reaching out to you? Absolutely. Knocked me off my horse and said, you need to take this game of life seriously. Wow. Wow, that's interesting. Do you feel like it made you more religious? It really, it really tied just you know tied your shoelaces directly to the Lord's, you know, uh, long hair. Absolutely. Um, I don't believe in. I believe all gods are real. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever you believe is real, and you know that experience made me really feel like, you know, there there is an architect. There is something out there. You know planning things, putting tracks in front of things, you know? Amen, baby. All the Lord. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> boy. Let's get it, dude. Wow, man. Well, dude, it's just, you know, I, I love your attitude, man. Getting to see you. I've been wanting to for a while. I've just been kind of like kind of getting well, my, just taking care of myself and um, been having a lot of guests on. But I really wanted to connect back with you, man. Uh, you've been on my mind uh, just because your attitude about saying, hey, man, run it back. If I can have an experience that brings me that close to realizing the value of my existence, that I'm willing to almost do that, that there's, that there must be such a value in that, huh? I mean, it must feel really, cause you, you can't just get that. You can't just create that. Absolutely. I, I, like I would equate it to like maybe, you know, a psychedelic experience or like, it really make it makes me at least like I don't know anybody else in their psyche how they would react to it, mm -hmm. but for me, it makes me feel the weight of every day. Mm. Amen. And that you know, this yeah. is the one shot. We only get one shot, one opportunity. This is it, dude. Mom, spaghetti, son. I feel <laughs> you, bro. Well, look, man, I, I, I'd love to check in with you again, man. We'll send you some merch and stuff like that and just uh, get you dripped out. We don't have any dope-ass socks for you, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do, man. And just thanks for being alive, man. Um, do you accredit anything inside of you that you feel like uh, – do you feel like you were the guy that was supposed to get hit by a train? If people would have said before, who's supposed to get hit by a train – you think people would have picked you or you think you just really, you know, just caught that lucky uh, fucking long bus, you know? I honestly think it was supposed to be me, man. Like my, my mental strength, like I believe that, you know, I'm mentally strong, not like, I'm not trying to like boast or anything, nah, but no. you know, this is your life. Look, dude, you got hit by the train. You, you get, it's your time to tell us. <laughs> I just, I don't know if the average person would be able to handle this and walk away from it, you know, normal. I remember when they wheeled me because I was in a wheelchair, they wheeled me into the psych ward. And I'm just like, they're trying, they're trying to see if I'm like mentally this, that, Magic and I'm or just whatever. 
yeah and i'm like like i'm not having this like you know i was it was a weird experience but yeah it it didn't affect me funny thing is is when i'm watching movies with my friends mm -hmm. and there's a somebody gets hit by a train in the movie everybody looks to me oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like I'm like, what, guys? Come on. It's only, tra it's only a train. I beat that train. Yeah, it's one train, baby. Yeah. You fucking want to better come back with something bigger, you know? like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. I want to see a UFO fucking land on your back, son. <laughs> I'm ready for a fucking blimp to hit you, dog. I'm afraid to take Hell you yeah. to the Super Bowl. Led Zeppelin. Yeah, bro. I think anything's ready, bro. You'll catch a missile in your mouth, son. You could do whatever you want. Um, Absolutely. It did make me think of this. Just a second ago, you were talking about, uh, what did you say just a second ago? Before you were talking about your friends. The psych ward. They wheeled me into the psych ward. They tried to make you crazy. Yes. Wow. They tried to think you was like retarded or whatever because you've been hit by a train. Absolutely. Unreal. You want to hear something else crazy too? Yeah. This was at the beginning of the whole opiate epidemic, right? Mm -hmm. Th this nurse came into the doctor's or into the hospital and she's like, we're going to prescribe you Oxycontin. And I was like, no, no, I smoke marijuana for my pain. Yeah. And then she, I'll never forget this till the day I die. She's like, Oxycontin is healthier than marijuana. Wow. And I was just like, can I get a new nurse? <laughs> this is this woman is insane. Like, you know, this is yeah. Can I get this bitch a train? To? Somebody order this bitch a train, bruh. <laughs> because yeah. that's in, it's unbelievable that someone that any human would think that. Absolutely, it was insane. They were truly selling it. Like, it blew my mind. Yeah. Wow. Man. Well. It's it's funny you die. I mean that that's a fucking that's a dirtier train to dodge right there, man. You dodge absolutely. That one. Wow. Well, dude, man, I I love your attitude, man. I'd love it if we could check in with you every now and then and just kind of see what's going on. Um, where do you live For at? Sure. Um, I live in uh like around Niagara Falls, Canada. Oh, so nice. like right at the border, basically. That's nice. It's nice up there. Yeah, it's nice. Uh. Niagara Falls, one of the seven wonders of the world. I'm I've seen it so many times that it's just normal to me. But can you drink <laughs> off it, or you can't get that close to it? Pardon? Can Do you, I drink off? Can you drink off of it if you get close to it, or can you have to stay far back? Yeah, you, you can taste it on your lips, definitely. Mm -hmm. But you couldn't you couldn't get a full sip, but you could get a half sip. Mm -hmm. That's fair, I guess. Um, do you, any of your senses heightened after getting hit by that train, anything, do you, do you feel like you have any unique, I don't want to say powers, but that's what people are going to want to know. You can say powers. Okay. Do you that's have cool. any unique sense or any sense, any heightened senses or slash powers? Absolutely. Like I was saying, like, um, I feel the weight of every day a lot more like, uh, I was reading this book and there was soldier uh, is about soldiers in world war two. And uh, they were at the point where they knew they were in a situation where they knew they were going to die. There was no if, ands or buts. They know they're going to die. Wow. And because of that, every moment is sweeter. Mm. The next, your next meal means everything. Your next kiss means everything in the world mm -hmm. so and people like they these soldiers almost liked that 
feeling of you could die at any moment. Mm. And I don't, I don't claim to be like, you know, like, like a red dot on my head. Like, you know, I'm going to die in this moment, but I sort of feel like I, you know, feel the weight of life a lot more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's just, uh, like it's got a, everything has a lot stronger taste to it. Every, every moment. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, man. You're out there, baby. That little rail monkey Dalton. <laughs> yeah. Run it back. Two trains, baby. Look, man. I'm proud of you, dude. And I'm glad to meet you. Glad to meet you too, Theo. You know, you're an inspiration to all of us creatives, especially because you're a comedian and, you know, you make you, you're not some glossy thing where you, you're a real person and you show us all that we can make it being us, you know? We don't have to be this uh, bigger than life thing. We could be us. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm just trying. Yeah, I'm just. It's hard to be anybody, you know. It's hard to be. Yeah, it's hard to be. It's a real challenge. It feels like sometimes, and um, that's nice of you to say, man. I appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, I think you do the same, man. You make me feel like, hey, it's okay if I only got, you know, um, you know. If I'm if I'm missing toes or I'm growing a fucking uh sideburn on my fucking foot, baby, let's go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Gotta get that manscaped. Yeah, dude. We'll have, to, we'll have to set you up with a fucking I don't know if they make anything to cover that, bro. They're fucking missing out. You should sue them. Yeah. That's but, awesome. Uh, thank you, bro. It's nice to make your acquaintance. And um when we get up there to a show, man, we'll have to have you come out and uh so you and I can get to meet in person, man. Absolutely. I've been waiting for you to come to Canada, man. Yeah, we'll get up there soon. My tour manager is from uh, Ontario, London, Ontario. Okay, yeah, that's I've been there. That's close. So um, he'll get me up in that area soon, man. But, uh, but yeah, we'll do something nice, man. We'll send you one of these bobbleheads, dude, and get you out there and get you some, uh, some items or something that you want. And uh, just thank you, bro. Thank you for sharing yourself with us. And... Um, Fuck yeah, dude. If somebody can get hit by a train and just keep on just trucking, then I can do that today, you know? So thank you, dog. Love you, Theo. Love you God too, man. Speed, one love. Amen, baby. You're a miracle. Thanks, Dalton. Thank you. A miracle right there. A miracle. And we got to listen to him. And we got to learn from him. Man, I'm grateful for that today. It's a real perspective switch, you know? It's a real perspective switch. It makes my problems, I mean, my problems seem like micro-machines right there when you got a fella that's just damn, that's just getting trained out. Man. Man. Grateful to be alive today. Um, grateful to exist on this planet. Um, working on staying in gratitude myself, you know. Uh, still battling some anger here and there and um, some, I don't know if it's ego or just, you know, thinking things are supposed to be a certain way. Expectation, you know. I'd love to not approach the day with a lot of expectation. 
I'd love to just sit there and watch God paint, you know. But usually I want to get up and I want to open up this color and this color and, you know, I'll see what he does. I'm only giving him four colors, you know. I'm giving him this brush. I want the wide brush. I want the, instead of just sitting back and saying, all right, let me see what magic this big dog is going to do with the canvas of my life, you know. What's he going to paint? What's he going to put out there? And just not to look for the end product, but to enjoy the uh, the colors along the way. Um, you guys be good to yourselves, man. You deserve it. You can hit the hotline, 985-664-9503. I know we owe a couple calls about uh, some anger. Uh, a gentleman they called in a while back about anger he was dealing with, and I want to get some response calls for him. Didn't get to it today, um, but we will in the future. Um Thank you guys for supporting my podcast and being a part of my life. Um, Yeah, I think that's all we got today. Love y'all, man. Gang. This is... uh, Whenever you're down Out in the cold There is a light By the Stone Keeper David Manuel. Walk with me. I know a place where we can be free. There is a light shining for you, guiding your way, helping you through. I love that hit, but you know what, man? It's not getting me all the way there. I'm going to finish out the way we came in, baby. You know? I'm going to come up. Yeah. Feels real good after I've been so blue. Mm-hmm. He's on a come up. I'm going to come up. gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages.
A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Charmaine. Hi, <laughs> I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.